Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. All right, Annie. It is time for another Women Around the World. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> we are talking about an amazing athlete, an ultra runner. And I have to ask, have you ever done an ultra marathon? No, I think the closest I've ever come, I've done uh, marathons. I've right. done one marathon, correction. Okay, okay. But I did do like a handful of those sort of endurance pain races. <laughs> okay, the ones that shock you? Yeah, like shock you and you've got to swim in like ice water and like things like that. I lost my shoe in the, my very first mud race. It was a zombie-themed mud race. Oh, yeah. And not only was it like a mud race, but there had actually been like a torrential downpour. So it was even worse oh, than no. was anticipated. And I lost my shoe in the first 10 seconds. Nice. Yeah, I've been tempted to try those. But then after I was told you get shocked, I was like, no, I, why? Yeah. It's one thing to go through some like mud and crawl and try to climb things, but mm -hmm. purposely try to hurt me? Why? <laughs> That's it my is an interesting thing. window into the human psyche, I think. Right. And we already know, like, <laughs> things within that like to push your endurance, ooh, mm -hmm. those can be really hard for your body. And half marathons were hard enough for me. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I think I'm yeah. good. Although yeah. I would really like to do the trail run and the mountain runs. But again, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how I, I broke my ankle oh, on a trail run once. And like, I love those things. And I, I think that's what I would ultimately prefer. But I'm so clumsy. And that experience kind of traumatized me. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I think I would be the same way. Because I always talk about how every time I hike, at least once every few months, I twist my ankle. Yeah. And so as a part of my trail hike stuff, you know, you have your little backpack and you have your items. I always have an ace bandage ready that's to go. That's smart. Yes, that is smart. I, I've twisted my ankle so many times. but. That's not why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> not particularly. And just to put this caveat in here, as with anything when we're talking about uh, international people and international events, please excuse if we do mispronounce any of the things. And I mm -hmm. say that in all of everything because we want to really highlight these amazing people who may not be well-known or who may not be as famous as some others. And therefore, it's harder to find pronunciations. Yes. But we don't want that to stop us from talking about and giving the accolades that they deserve. Yeah. So I just go ahead and put this little caveat here. But today, we are talking about Ntampi Sintu Mfanzi, who is an ultra runner from South Africa and has become an advocate for survivors of rape and violence around the world and to her community. Mfanzi grew up near Willowville in the Eastern Cape and is known as one of the top women runners in the country, winning race after race. But in 2016, Mfunzi was hospitalized after being brutally attacked and raped a day before one of her big races. Though she had been beaten and severely traumatized, Mfunzi decided she would still run the next day. She stated, I said to myself, I'm not going to let the devil win again. I'm going to do what I came here for, which is running. And she did. She collapsed as she crossed the finish line and the crowd chanted her name in support. Right, and knowing she's not the only one to go through such a traumatic and painful experience, she's been a fierce advocate for rape survivors and has used her voice to bring awareness in gender-based violence around her community. 
According to some recent data from the South African Police Service, around 2,700 women were murdered from 2019 to 2020. And though many organizations continue to try to get an accurate picture of what is happening when it comes to gender-based violence in different areas, the stats remain unclear. There have been reports that there has been an increase of gender-based crimes, and that obviously doesn't include those who don't or can't report these incidents for whatever reason. In 2020, many protests were led demanding government action, which did result in the implementation of the National Strategic Plan on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide, which would address accountability, prevention, research, and economic support. It was allotted a significant amount of funds. However, due to COVID, it was diverted. Right. And there has been a lot of pressure from activists and organizations around the world and in the community. Because of the lockdown, there has been an even bigger increase of gender-based violence and domestic violence in that community. And they have been talking about having to do new programs and or relook at how to get more money to be able to fund preventative as well as uh, support for those organizations that are already on the ground trying to make a difference and trying to make change. And as we talked about it, she actually was one of the few who was able to get a pretty swift arrest. Her attacker was arrested four days after and found and has been in jail. However, the process in order for them to go to trial was dragged out. And she even commented at one point that she thinks this is part of the reason why people don't report. And she said, quote, I'm really thankful for the police work, but I feel like the justice system relaxed after the rapist was arrested. This closure was so important to me. This postponement was really killing me. Um, And she talked about how, again, that if they were to prioritize possibly rape cases in court and provide sensitivity training, that it would help women feel safe to be able to report more. As in fact, in 2020, she decided to do more to bring awareness of gender-based violence and became a speaker for the 16 Days of Activism campaign. And on her own social media, she started the hashtag, I choose to be a victor, not a victim, saying that she wanted to be able to not only talk about what happened to her as a way of giving support to other survivors, but also be a mentor for them and be a support for them that needed to talk to her as well. She said she has had many survivors to contact her and tell her of the stories and just thank her for her encouragement and her increased support and advocacy and her using her voice again and again and again. She also started working with in the system as well to help provide some of these services for the women, for the survivors too. So I thought that was really incredible. I feel that way too. I've often felt like that's why I became a social worker was because I wanted to be a part of the change. And that was obviously something that was important to her as well. And she talks about how she wants to continue to make changes within not only her community, but in her government in order to get more support for the women and the survivors. And it's also inspired her to pursue a degree in psychology and work as a counselor. Again, I think that's just phenomenal. And just an FYI, she is a top 10 finisher at the Two Oceans Marathon in Cape Town that she did in 2018. And she was training to make the top five uh, this year. But of course, because of corona, the race was canceled. But it's really interesting to see that not only an incident that could have stopped her completely that she had felt like was one of the most traumatic moments because I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could be that person to say, I can do this. But to get up the next day from the hospital after... And we didn't talk specifically about the incident that she uh, went through, but she did get hit in the head with a hammer. And the fact that she went through this and was able to step back out and say, no, I will not let this get me down. That's inspirational, of course. 
not everyone has to be like that. But it is lovely to see that she was able to triumph and to get justice as well. Yeah, very inspiring. And I do love seeing all the advocacy, all the various ways she's pursuing that and that she's getting a psychology degree. That's that's amazing. Yes. (laughs) Well, listeners, if you have any women around the world that we should spotlight, please send them to us. We always love your suggestions. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at stuffmomnevertoldyou or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 